Hello, I'm M. And I'm Eyes. And welcome to our brand new podcast, Tipples and Tolkien. Let us be your guides as we return to Middle Earth this fall with the premiere of the new Amazon show, Rings of Power. We'll discuss episodes with you, tell tales of old, and even bring you a brand new tipple recipe every week to enjoy. You can find us on all major podcast platforms, as well as Twitter, which is at Tipples Tolkien, that is T-I-P-P-L-E-S t-o-l-k-i-e-n and instagram at tipples and tolkien so cozy up pour yourself a drink and come on a journey with us this fall on tipples and tolkien The Cylons were created by man. They rebelled. They evolved. They look. And feel. Human. Some are programmed to think they are human. There are many copies. There are many copies. And they have a plan. Action stations. Action stations. Set Condition 1 throughout the podcast. Welcome again to Set Condition 1, a Night Shift Radio original. I'm your host, SC1 Actual Caleb, and joining me on the CIC is the XO Kitsy. Now, I normally have a, a Colonel Ty quote here, um, but today I don't because I'm just so goddamn excited that we have <laughs> finally, finally gotten to the episode where we find out the name of my favorite ship in the series... And I'm just so happy that I didn't think it was halfway through season four. I could have sworn it was in like season one or two, but here we are. It's the day's finally come and I'm just thrilled. I'm very happy for you. Thank you. It's, it's long past time. And of course, uh, jogging around the ship somewhere, uh, trying to, to dodge the doctors, uh, is the, uh, the president of the 12 colonies and the podcast and our hearts, Andrea. Somebody needs to like, shackle me to somewhere i don't know i feel like too much freedom to roam about the cabin lately <laughs> um just you know be careful how uh, how much you put onto the universe that you want someone to shackle you this is <laughs> well well we're very open to... welcoming this is not that kind of podcast <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been to colonial williamsburg but it could be well shackle you for nothing there have you ever been to colonial one because you're not no. there right now. No, neither are you. Up on Galactica. On Galactica. <laughs> it, because Rosalind's not on, on Colonial yeah, One. Yeah, I, I know, I know. The, the Quorum doesn't know where she is. She's resting comfortably was, aboard Galactica, as she's, we've said many times. Listen, I'm not going to comment on hypotheticals. <laughs> Adam is not commenting on anything. I'm, He's like, I'm not going to comment on military matters. I'm not going to comment on the president's comfort. <laughs> Oh or my commenting. God. I'm not going to comment on commenting. I kind of wanted to comment on martial law. He still doesn't know. Not that I, want, <laughs> no, not no, that no, I no, wanted no. him to uh, to uh, invoke martial law, but I wanted him to comment on it. Just like to really like come out and like speak like aggressively against it. Uh, like still completely in the dark about <laughs> And if I ever <laughs> find out that anyone under my command even <laughs> yeah. so much as thought about... <laughs> 
That's oh, what I boy. wanted in this scene. They'd get a good stern talking to. <laughs> and Ty just dripping sweat behind he just him. Like, slowly backs out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> Holding his finger up to his mouth like, nobody tell him. <laughs> and everyone's looking around like, do we say something? Do we? That would have made... That would have made a much better scene than a bunch of people uh, staring at a screen talking about how they can't see anything uh, because they're trying to find the pieces of a fetus. And when I say pieces, I mean like intact, but like they're hard to locate <laughs> because they're very small and they're surrounded by goo. It's, you know, when you think about it, we all start out as Cylons. <laughs> That's a really good point. We all start that, out as Cylons? Episode? How does that, is very yeah. small surrounded by goo? Is that? House. Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, I guess, okay. Goo. Yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah, that's goo. It's um, all. It's all goo. It's all goo. It's all so. goo to me. It's goo all the way this, down. <laughs> this episode is like half a sitcom. Yeah. Like I don't know. The tone of this episode is wild. There's a lot that going on in this episode too. It's but like that that scene with the ultrasound is so wacky. Like. <laughs> It just, I still don't see anything. Like, <laughs> like try looking with your eyes. Sorry, I got all being completely insensitive. <laughs> Larry, just, just shut up for a second. <laughs> <laughs> but we're just skipping over uh, whatever happened between, like, Ty and Six are now holding hands and in love. Like, I don't. Yeah. Like, like, I'm, will, I'm willing to buy it to an extent because we know that the models all have a history that none of us are aware of. Right? Like, Ty <laughs> didn't know he was a Cylon, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I need a little something, just a huh. little bit. We also know the, the history of the, the six model a little bit, uh, if not history, at least uh, tendencies. Uh, and so <laughs> it's, it's a very easy to believe scenario that after the, like, the very obvious tension and passion between them that, you know, and the next time Ty comes around that's, and turns the cameras off, uh, more than just a punch right. out happens. That's Baltar Six, isn't it? That the is original, the Caprica, that's Caprica Six. Six. Yes, yeah, yep. the original one. I, like I, I knew that, but I hadn't thought about that. Wait, so does Baltar I know? I don't think he knows. Uh, I don't no think way. he know. I don't oh. think he ever found out that she was on Galactica. Oh, <laughs> that's gonna get messy. <laughs> There's a lot of like paternity stuff in this episode huh there is yeah. well we we can't uh we can't rush past the fact that coddle lights up a couple of celebratory cigarettes and <laughs> someone's like do you mind smoking in front of the the pregnant woman he's like she'll be fine <laughs> just like what what is wrong i think i think what he actually says is she'll live and it's like she'll yeah <laughs> she will but that's not the fucking point you mad old coot uh, that's okay yeah because ty's like i have a son i need a drink he's like here next best thing and lights up one for each of them and like so like, that's a lot of smoking around a pregnant lady she'll live fucked got <laughs> like it's already bad enough that he's just constantly smoking in the sick bay but he just doesn't care at all the, cancer patient yeah it's fine the thing pregnant is, woman it's fine the thing is they can't fire me he's the only doctor they have <laughs> it's true oh if dr jerry springer hadn't been such a bigoted shithead like they mm-hmm. they might be in oh, yeah. somewhat better condition but fuck that guy yeah. what can you do what can you do you just with with Doc Cottle, you can't tell him nothing. No, mm. you can't. Um, 
And of course, uh, six makes the, 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 um, very loaded comment, you know, that's the, you know what this really is? Like, that's the future of the entire Cylon race. And Ty's like, doesn't even have a name yet. That's, that's some, uh, that's some high expectations there. Uh, it's like, all he has to do is be born. So of course we get the like sideways glance from the nurse who's very clearly uncomfortable mm-hmm. with the idea of this being a, you know, a Cylon child. Mm-hmm. And at that, all, all he has to do is be born. I'm like, mm, no, you get this woman out of here. And yeah, of course, seriously. She's wandering over and checking in on Gaeta too, who's, uh, he's having a rough go of it with his prosthetic <sighs> leg. Don't even get me him. fucking started on Gaeta. He's such a weenie in this episode. Like, initially, it almost seems like he's going to be uh, someone with whom you, you can empathize because he's, he's sitting mm-hmm. there, he's waiting. And, like, yeah, you know what? The frustration of someone watching, you know, two known Cylons getting medical attention when there are other people in the sick bay. I don't agree with it, but I kind of get it, especially from, from someone like Gaeta. But... When he just like really just goes in on it, just like you know what, just yeah, the fucking comments he makes is like, well, as long as the Cylons are taken care of, yeah, like really. fuck you, Gata. You know, you just you lost your leg, but also you know you kind of deserved it. That's he's just been such a little like weenie. He's been a weenie. I keep saying he's like a ugh, he. Uh, I feel like that's he's just not a team player. I think that's my he's a weenie. <laughs> my problem. Say it. He's think, a weenie. <laughs> I think I said I hated Gata way too soon in the the series, and you're like, oh no, he's fine. And I'm like, oh, I forgot. Right. I forgot. I remembered how bad he gets, and that was one of the times that I let slip uh, a little bit Did more than I, I should. Like Gata in the beginning. I don't know I don't if you remember. liked him, but I think you defended him when I was like really coming down on him one episode. I mean, one of you two did. I, I definitely did because I I'll be honest. I thought that his like worseness peaked at New Caprica. I completely forgot uh, okay. about this Gata. Yeah. Uh, I completely forgot. So uh, at first, I just thought he was a nerd. And well, so he, sti- he very, was and still is a nerd. Yeah, but I'm very cool. So like, you have to understand that like that's gonna make it yeah. hard for me to like him in the first yeah, place. Yeah, and then it just kind of was downhill from there. You, so. you're, you're gonna shove him in the locker later? Is that exactly? <laughs> Steal his lunch money. Well, I can like, say without uh, without hesitation now, even though I just hesitated saying it because I forgot what the word <laughs> hesitation was. Um, <laughs> It's very easy to hate a Gata. Ah, <laughs> I love it. Love I it. messaged Dr. Daniel today. Gata, more like I hate a him. Huh? <laughs> Kid's a fucking weenie. <laughs> yes. Um, ben anyways. Gata, not, not Dr. Daniel. Dr. Daniel's great. Well, no, I mean, they can both be weenies. There's, there's room for plenty of weenies. There's plenty of room for weenies. Just yeah. Daniel's not one oh, of them. that's what I meant. <laughs> And again, said it the other way. His his grievances are not without merit to an extent. You know, when he says Earth's a cinder, D's dead, suicides are up. You know, in general, the fleet's a mess. The president's missing in action. Like, yeah, yeah all those all things that, are true. You know what's going to help? Are true. Bitching and moaning about it. Yeah. Right. And you know, and yelling at the the nurse who offers him some ointment for his uh, his you know chafing stump. And you know, tries to like just check in on him every now and then while they're 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 helping the, the pregnant woman, and he just has to like take shots at her and then like kind of try to like sour her, which we already see that she you know she's she's susceptible to the bigotry. It's it's infectious. Mm-hmm. 
Gata becomes one of those people whose sour demeanor and like poisonous words just spread. And uh, we see a lot of that this episode. Festering. Festering. Thank you. And then, of course, while he's he's there waiting and while the, the nurse is trying to reassure him, um, Tiro comes in with a very sick Nikki. Uh, and so they they have to you know, make the call again. Gata gets pushed back. Even the, you know, the, the, um, the Cylons have to wait now because there's... Uh, Half Cylon? I don't know. Uh, no, there's a there's a child that needs attention, and uh, <laughs> Ishe, I think the the nurse, mm-hmm. uh, she she lets a doozy slip. That uh, turns out this might not be Tyrell's problem after all. <laughs> oh, it's it's so good too because um, it, it's something like uh, it was like a kidney infection or whatever, and and you know Doc's like, well, you know it's might be okay but he might lose the kidney and and um Tyrell's like oh should we start like should I start donating blood so that we have like a supply on hand ready to go and uh and the nurse is like no we got plenty of his blood like we got plenty of his blood type it's fine <laughs> yeah. and Tyrell's like you have a lot of half Cylon blood laying around just just laying around and then Doc Cottle's like oh yeah I didn't think of that we should we should get some and the nurse is like what the fuck are you talking about like you need to tell him and it turns like, out not like this. It turns oh, out the, m- the more Coddle tries to like, you're like, mm, 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 <laughs> the more Tiro's like, okay, now you have to yeah. tell me. Okay, now I know fuck? something's up, and uh, and I love it because he he turns to to the nurse and is like, we'll talk about this later. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's so mad. But yeah, it turns out, uh, Galen Tyrrell, you are not the father. <laughs> I'm sorry. HIPAA violation. That's a paddling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, to be fair, Tyrell didn't, or uh, Cottle didn't tell him because of uh, doctor-patient confidentiality, which he was still bound by after Callie died, so... That's what he says. That's what he says, but apparently now it's okay to break it? I don't know. Um, I'm, well, somebody else, I mean, you know, yeah. what's he gonna do? But, uh... I, uh... What's, what's even more wild, do we, should we talk about who is the father now, or do we wait? Let's uh let's take a moment and give our, our listeners a chance to guess if they haven't seen. Okay. We'll we'll wait here while you all guess and just um tweet us your answers and we'll reveal the winner uh here in about thirty seconds. So Yeah. I um I had not a single guess. I could not like I don't think they gave us I mean it could be that I'm forgetting something that happened in previous episodes, but I don't remember any like Callie bonding specifically with any characters other than Tyrell or, or like anything that would have led us to guess the person that we did or the person that we did, I guess the person that she did. Um, <laughs> uh, Ayo. Um, yeah. So I was shocked. I feel like I, I don't remember that there ever being uh, any hints or uh, indication of who it could be. Um, but I like obviously this time around, I guess, because I've seen it. But I feel like the first time I was like, oh, I know who this is going to be. Oh, really? Kitsy, who was huh. it? Uh, well, none of our listeners have tweeted at us yet. So I guess we'll just go ahead and reveal it. Yeah. yeah um, I, can't, I, don't, I don't understand why. Every time we call out for tweets on the show, no one ever does it until like, mm-hmm. until like weeks later. I don't understand how that, why that <laughs> happens. Um, I, don't, I don't get it. But I don't know how podcasts work, actually, is the thing. No one's, so that might be no one's ever it, explained yeah. it to me. Wait, um, what's a podcast? 
That's a great question. Uh, so it was hot dog. Hot dog. Hot dog. Bodie almost himself. Oh. How can you? Of how? all the fucking. Callie. <laughs> Some self-respect. You can't. Somebody named Hot Dog. Hot Dog. Hot Dog. Hot Dog. Hot Dog. Hot diggity dog. Have some self-respect, she says. Hot Dog. Oh, it's oh Hot Dog. God. But you know what? I, I'd i rather be Hot Dog than Gaius Frackenbaltar, who it very easily could have been. He w- did, did they have a thing? At one point. Callie and Gaius? Like, no, yeah. I don't think so. Why do I feel like they... I mean, they had to have. I feel like I can... Wait, it, it, I, now that you're saying that, I don't think they had a thing, but I feel like I can remember a moment... I can. I feel like I can remember us talking about Gaius being, like... Creepy at her? Uh, uh, yes. Mm. At her is the correct position <laughs> yes. there. I have a vague memory of that. But. That might, might have been on Kobol. Cobble. Thank you. Because uh, mm-hmm. I think that's the only time they were really together ever. It was mm-hmm. when they were down on Cobble. 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 <laughs> My God, I can't believe I said that. Oh. <laughs> that's another sitcom bit. What a silly episode. So, of course, there, there's a, uh, a press conference, like you do when you're in space and everything's a constant emergency. You everyone, well, everyone knows you have to have a press conference every time you're in space. It's the law. <laughs> it's space law. Rules is rules. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, as the, the top-ranking official of any sort in the fleet, currently with the, the president being out of commission, it falls to... Uh, Belladama, probably the least interested person in doing any kind of public appearance, uh, to to field these, these these press conferences. And you know, he he answers everyone's questions with full transparency and openness, and you know, really thoughtful answers. I just very direct. I love every time he gives a press conference because he answers exactly no questions. Like every fucking thing is like, I'm not going to discuss that. I won't speculate on that. I'm not discussing that. Like it's just. It's, like, why are you even here, dude? Why did you even have the press conference if you're not going to answer any goddamn questions? Honestly. So somebody asked him if uh, Ty is still serving as executive officer and, you know, aren't you concerned about having a silent and a second in command? I'm not going to discuss military protocol or chain of command in a public forum. And uh, next person, is it true you're contemplating forming a permanent alliance with the rebel Cylons currently in the fleet? I'm not going to talk about hypotheticals. <laughs> Mr. Vice President, would you support such a move? The Admiral just looks at Zarek. <laughs> God uh, dare you. N- no, no comment. <laughs> uh, no one's going to answer any questions. Uh, and of course, uh, you know, somebody does ask about the, the identity of the fifth Cylon. Fucking and Lee. Like, we, believe her, we believe she died a long time ago. She? Whoopsie! Press conference over. Thank you very much for coming. <laughs> My God, I can't believe I said that. <laughs> I mean, that would be me a hundred percent. Yeah, like so, like, but I also wouldn't have been. I also, they, I also love know. that. Like, they they come back from that where the press is like flipping out about what do you mean she how do you know it's a she blah, blah, blah. like obviously you know they they're now on to the fact that they know who that that the the command knows who the identity yes. of the the is 
but they get back in the room and all Zarek wants to talk about is like, you know, if, 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 if you propose a, a, a alliance with the Cylons, there will be consequences. Oh my God. That's, that's one of my favorite things is he's just like throwing this hard line stance about, you know, if you try to shove an alliance with the Cylons, aren't those, there'll be consequences, Admiral, I promise you. And the Admiral's response, thank you, Mr. Zarek. Makes it a little bit easier to know who to hold responsible if there's <laughs> an unfortunate incident. And Derek thinks about that for a moment. He's like, fuck, you're right. <laughs> like, well, I'm not hard it. to find him. <laughs> well, you know how to find me. Um, but he's got to get one last dig in. He's like, I'm right here running the government. For now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so... So so good. The, the, the every time Zarek thinks that he's he's got one over on uh, on Bill Adama, he does not. No, mm-hmm. he does not. And I also love uh, Zarek's quip at Lee, where he's like, uh, you know, what even what even is your job this week? I can't keep track anymore. <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, me too. Because I was like, well, he's vice president. Wait, no, your hold on. <laughs> Wait, well, Zarek even says like. Or are you the president again? I can't keep track. Like, yes. I get confused what your job is on any given day, uh, which is fair. Uh, he's back to his, well, his seat on the, the quorum. Um, but but apparently kind of he's also that about his... he's also the spokesperson for the president in this press conference for some fucking reason. Like, why? Well, I mean, we've been saying this about Lee since day one. Like, not like, they haven't known what to do with his character, really. And now we're seeing that played out in in his actual role like not even just in like his character so much as like what he's like a like a like a lego like you just switch the hat off and yeah. it's gonna be a different you know lego i, mm-hmm. I kind of love lego. that it's just an established and accepted fact at this point that like nobody trusts tom's eric enough that even though he is technically the next in in line of succession and would by law default to being the president in Laura Roslin's absence or in you know incapacitation everyone knows oh no that's lee lee's going to do that yeah yeah, yeah. no d- tom you're good don't worry about it yeah, yeah no we, you, yeah. you you get to stay yeah. vice president you're you're cool man nobody, listen no, we voted for you for president. vice president we did not vote for you for president president oh, yeah. is the thing so <laughs> I'm going to need you to just be vice president. Yeah. Can you do so, that for me? Kind of your I mean, to be, to be fair, to be fair, they, you know, since in, in this government, as we mentioned earlier, they do run for president and vice president as separate campaigns. They don't run together as, as a single ticket, mm-hmm. which is interesting, so, which is interesting, but that does mean it is entirely possible that the vice president does not automatically assume the office of the presidency should something happen to the president. Although I can't imagine wh- who else would automatically because obviously they have some sort of line of succession because that's how Laura Roslin became president in the first place. Right. But apparently that all went out the window and we just decided, okay, we're going to make Lee the president for the meantime now while one, two, skip a few. Yeah. It's just 99. Then Roslin. It's just the rules are all made up and fake and nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Well, actually that's a good point because we don't ever hear much of anything about Roslin having a cabinet. We know that, you know, she, that we have the, the, executive and you know the vice and we know we have the 
12 members of the quorum who are the, the legislative branch, and we know that they form tribunals whenever they need judicial uh, oversight. But we never hear anything about anyone beyond just like staff for Rosalind. So does the line of succession then go through the quorum because she doesn't have a cabinet and Lee being the delegate from Caprica, would that technically make him next after, uh, after Zarek? I don't think so. It's interesting. Especially because he's the newest delegate uh, to the quorum. But, but like in, in real world in, in line of succession, your like term in office has no bearing on where you right. actually stand in the That's like, true. you could be you know in your true very first year as the you know secretary of transportation and never held office you know of any kind before and enough people die ahead of you and congratulations president well apparently you don't have to have ever held office before just to become the president in the first place anymore that's, so you yeah, know that's a really true. good point that's that's an excellent point uh, anyway, just, yeah, to be fair, I don't think he ever had to, <laughs> to be fair. It, it was, yeah. Um, there's a scene in the transcript here that I don't remember Ooh. being in the episode that I watched, mm. but I don't know if that's just my memory failing me or if that's another case of, uh, there being different cuts. Let's find out. Uh, but it's a scene of, of guys having a little, little pep talk about not having uh not having the words to say to his his followers. Oh yeah, we saw that. Yeah, yeah. I I don't remember this, but I mean, it all makes sense cuz you know, he's saying, you know, I have nothing for them, you know, the and I am assuming this is a conversation with Six. Yep. Okay. With with Head oh, Six. Oh, right, 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 yeah. With yeah. with Head Six, yeah. Which it's, apparently yeah. Uh, takes place within earshot of all the people he's about to talk to. Like he's just he's just on the other side of a very transparent curtain. And yeah. we know he speaks out loud to her. Yeah. yeah. Like, we've seen him do it. Yeah. So, yeah, so silly. He says, I have nothing for them. And she says, the words will come, guys. They always do. Oh, boy, do they. They're only mine. <laughs> and I'm making them up. And she says, God speaks through, uh, through you to them. And so there's this, again, whole back and forth about, you know, his, his faith and, and whether that's, uh, that's wavering. And... He's like, so what if I go out and tell them God's a fraud and a hoax and a lie? <laughs> I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, the coasters come off the tracks. So enjoy your final <laughs> thrilling ride through the air because the stop at the bottom will be a terminal one. <laughs> Just, you won't. I could. God won't let you. <laughs> he has a plan, guys. <laughs> this line, and dying out here in the trackless wastes of deep space seems to be part of that plan. Mm. That is an incredibly poetic, guys, Baltar line. Yep. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, she she continues to just admonish him to put you know, put his faith in, in in God and to let uh, let God take his fears and you know, just put yourself in his hands. And yeah, I don't know if this I, I I don't know this scene well enough to describe it. I'm literally just going from the the transcript, but I. I like this moment where you know, he says, I'm human. And she says, and if you are human or Cylon or mortal in any way, uh, which is technically true now, uh, we, mm-hmm. we know that with, without the resurrection, resurrection hub, the Cylons are just as mortal as their, their human friends slash allies. Allegedly. Uh, allegedly. <laughs> and we know that with the, um, the, the birth of a like, Cylon-Cylon pairing, uh, giving birth to a uh, an actual baby, 
that it is possible for the Cylon race to continue without uh, the resurrection technology. And so the, the lines are becoming much more uh, blurred between human and Cylon. So it's an interesting little moment oh. between the two. Mm-hmm. So there's a, uh, a discussion amongst the, the leaders of the, the fleet, which apparently Gata was invited to for some reason. Yeah, which, wh- uh, why the fuck was he there? I don't even know why he was invited because he's just miserable. Um, but the, uh, the Cylons are, you know, saying, you know, we'd, we'd rather take our chances with you rather than being out there alone and running to, to Cavill. Uh, and I think, it, I think it's Tyrrell that's, uh, that's explaining all this. And uh, when he says, we'd rather take our chances with you, uh, Ty's like, we? And he's like, yeah, we, the Cylons. That description fit anyone around here, you know? <laughs> It is Dama, just like you're in a very fatherly way. Have this discussion another time. (laughs) It is very weird to hear Chief referring to Cylons as we. He's he. You know what? He is just accepting. Like I realize that he is one, and it makes sense. But like, all of a sudden, he now speaks for the other Cylons, which is weird. He kind of like like is he now their union leader? Is that what's happening? I mean, that kind of makes sense because, I mean, just knowing, I, again, we talked about it a little bit last week, but Chief being so afraid early on that maybe he was a Cylon, right? And then having that fear confirmed seems to have brought him some peace. And I think yeah. landing on Earth and, and having that flashback and really, like, remembering his life as as a Cylon really seems to have, like, solidified that for him in a way that... Yeah. I wouldn't have anticipated, but but makes but, enough sense that I'm not like. And being one of the five, know. the other Cylons are uh, more kind of conditioned to want to listen to him, like as a leader, or look to him as a leader. Anyway, that's true. That's true. Whether that's true. Yeah. whether he is or whether he should be or anything like that, that's kind of their their nature, like in arranging kind of hierarchically. Um, side question. Do you think Cavill knew? 100%. Did we, did we ask this? 100%. I can't remember if we asked this when the, 100%. the four were revealed. Really? We so haven't talked about it. When he says, it's, I haven't seen you at any of the meetings. The meetings. He, like, he, we, we know like he was making a joke, but like, was he making a joke to misdirect or was he making a joke because he didn't actually know? I Well, it, do we have... I think... When we watch the plan, we will find out, I believe. But uh, my take, my take the whole time has been that Cavill has known because of how, like, you know, don't look at the man behind the curtain he's been when anyone else brings up the final five. It it seemed to me like he has known the whole time. That makes sense. Would it benefit to keep them secret? How, or I guess in what way? I'm I'm not challenging you. I don't have a feeling either way. I'm just trying to consider this. Like, w- how would it have benefited Benefat Cavill to have kept them secret? I think Cavill, I could see it as a, a form of control. Yeah, exactly. If if he knows about the five and the others don't for some reason, then that's a way for him to to manipulate. And like he has, you know, an insider secret which gives him power that they don't have. Um, if he doesn't know, then the secret would be on the part of the five potentially. And like, you know, what is, you know, what would be their reasoning for keeping themselves secret from the, the fleet? 
or you know the yeah. sound. I mean, I like, think yeah that I, that has. That my, the way I've been thinking about it, I mean, there are two ways. One is there's still somebody pulling the strings that we haven't realized yet, who I think is, could maybe be Baltar, could maybe, I don't, there are a few people we've talked about who it, I think it could or couldn't be. It's Billy. Um, it's Billy. Billy. That, <laughs> God, could you imagine? Billy. <laughs> oh my God. Turns out Billy's actually um, God. Jesus Christ. Billy backwards is God, so that makes sense. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, that's canonical. So, Yeah. Um, but, uh, is, is that the five had to enter some sort of secret pact where they programmed themselves in such a way that, you know, right? they had to have Anders play his cool song to, to activate, which I, yeah, I'm saying that as if that's like a deep theory of mine, but I think that's how the show's been presenting it. Right. So. Which, uh, a side note, I started watching the Midnight Mass, uh, show and, uh, Chuko is is in that Anders, and he like he's obviously the yeah the silent the pyramid player, uh, he's obviously older <laughs> but he has the exact haircut and mustache and just general demeanor of Ned Flanders, uh, <laughs> in it, but That's he, very his funny. vocal inflections are more the former guy. And it's a really weird combination <laughs> to see Anders looking like Flanders talking like 45. <laughs> <laughs> you just wrote the chorus to some kind of terrible song right. that I hope you never finish. But I promise I won't. <laughs> I promise I won't. Uh, but in addition to, you know, just you know, like a, a partnership with the fleet as a, like, you know, we just you know, want to be here and like you protect us. They're offering it, you know, an exchange of technology. They they can upgrade the the fleet's jump drives to uh, you triple the uh, the jump capacity, which would save a lot of time and a lot of fuel in their continued efforts to find an actual habitable 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 planet. Uh, you know, perhaps one that humanity hasn't already nuked. But uh, there's a problem. There's a problem. The problem is that to do so, they're going to have to let actual Cylons board all of the ships in the fleet to do the upgrades of the technology. That's not a problem. People love the Cylons. No, they don't, actually, <laughs> oh, Caleb. No. Did you, you, must have for, you must have forgotten. Yeah, See, the Cylons are the ones that, like, nuked Caprica and all the other planets and, like, almost killed humanity. That was the Cylons? That was the Cylons. And, you know... Oh, it must have been in one of those episodes again where you didn't get one of the... Yeah, it was like a deleted scene. That was scene. one in the long one. It was just very, very... Sense. Yeah, it was a very minor plot point in this series, so I'm, I'm not surprised you missed it. But, oddly enough, if you can believe it, people four seasons later are still a little salty about that. <laughs> I just... I thought that the Cylons were offended because somebody didn't like their cooking, and that started, like, a whole thing. What? What? I mean, that would be a good enough reason to. <laughs> That's a good enough reason to pursue the dregs of humanity across the galaxy. <laughs> In our culture, this is the greatest insult you could give exactly. us. <laughs> I just had to watch that Many Saints in Newark movie, and it just seems like maybe that's just the, the mood that I'm in, but it seems right to me. Well, on, on that note... <laughs> We have multiple greatest <laughs> contacts. They're here, and they're not happy about your Sunday gravy. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I didn't clean my plate. 
Last time <laughs> I right. had supper with the silence. <laughs> I hate this fucking show. Supper with the silence. <laughs> I hate this fucking show. I'm gonna. Oh, I want to do a whole like parody series. It's like Interview with the Vampire, but it's Supper with the Silence. <laughs> For the love of God, Andrea, please, please play the ads, please. <laughs> Left of the Dial is a podcast dedicated to discovering and sharing Indian alternative music. We're your hosts, Caleb and Kitsy, and each week we leverage our experience in and love for the music industry by choosing a new, unique, or exciting album and listening as both fans and professionals. We invite artists on to discuss the process of making their own music or to share an album they love. Join Left of the Dial at leftofthedial.fm or wherever podcasts are sold. Okay, but what if the ads are all for Cylon? For like, the, like instead of Newman's own, it's like Cylon's own, and it's like, yeah, it's Red Leopin's Sauce. Leopin's own. Leopin's. <laughs> He's definitely the cook, right? Oh, like, for sure. You could absolutely There's see that. There's no guy. doubt. That he is the cook. And he's not he's not a very good cook, but he's the best cook they have. Yeah, exactly. And he's really proud <laughs> of yeah, it. Yeah, he's really into it, and everyone else is kind of like, you're all right, I guess. Yeah. It's like Bender. Yes. <laughs> yes. He just cooks absolute yes. trash, but it's his favorite thing in the world, and nobody wants to tell him. <laughs> <laughs> that would make me like Leobin. Like, I would really... Are we back? I think so. Yeah, I guess so. I can never tell. So, the... Yeah, the, the fleet is getting the, the offer of uh, upgrading their jump drives significantly, but of course it does require you know, direct cooperation with the Cylons, including allowing Cylons to, to board the ships. And you know, they, they think that, you know, maybe they can get the, the quorum on board to, uh, you know, to help sway <laughs> popular opinion, um, you know, largely because of the, you know, that's a, that's a three times uh, increase. That's, the, you know, that's, that's, that's triple. significant. That's, that's triple the jumping power. That's... That's almost more than double. Almost. <laughs> um, but the uh, the silence have uh, they have one more condition, I guess, on their uh, their their offer of assistance. Condition. Wanna... Condition. <laughs> I don't know the why silence. I went there. <laughs> um, they want to be citizens. They want to be full members of the fleet, fully under the protection of the Galactica, and you know, full partners in this endeavor. And have a seat at the quorum. Have a seat at the quorum. And I think you that's know, reasonable. I do too. I, I think it's very reasonable. I don't. I don't see Tom Zarek going for that, and I don't see <laughs> the other members of the quorum who literally only exist just to be overly dramatic about everything. Uh, <laughs> I don't see them being like super stoked on this. They're not yeah. gonna be like. They're not gonna be like Duncan. They're not gonna be stoked right now. <laughs> Damn, that's a deep cut. It's a sweet sun. And then. Uh, <laughs> And then, of course, Hilo, the ever, ever the optimist, is like, well, we just, have to, guy. we just have to sell him on the benefits. Just have to tell him three times the jumping power. <laughs> I'd call him Sunshine if we were yeah. in the fleet together. It's not everyone's going to fully understand the benefits of relationship with the Cylons like you do, Hilo. Yeah. Oh, hey, because he's, <laughs> he's fracking one. He's married to one. I do um, love that in this in this scene, Gata is like being a little pissy weenie, like he has been the whole episode. 
Mm-hmm. And at one point, he's like, he turns with Dom. He's like, you're not seriously considering this. And Ty jumps in and is like, sir? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Caleb's like, uh, or Caleb, uh, Gata. <laughs> oh, yikes. Gata is like, you're not seriously considering this, sir? Like, backtracks about it. <laughs> and he's like, you know, all options are on the table, Mr. Gata. This is a political de- decision. We'll have to run it by the president. And, you know, Gata's face like, ugh. <laughs> uh, um, it's jumping ahead a bit, but it's, it's super relevant to this. You know, we see Gata, you know, just snapping and, you know, talking back to the, uh, to the, the admiral and, you know, completely dare completely you know, letting go of protocol uh there's a moment where the admiral you know voices a decision and gate is like and you just get to be the sole decider and he just <laughs> looks up from whatever he's doing just calmly looks gata in the eyes like yes mr gata i get to decide yeah, so, yeah, Gata. That's why he's, that's the, why admiral. he's the admiral. That's, exactly that's literally why. his job is to be the sole uh, decider of of all the decisions. So, he that he's just so good there. I mean, he's so good everywhere. Yeah. But that is, I love that. But just before, like, yeah, like, what do you think? But before that, and right after the scene where they're they're talking about a possible allegiance with the Cylons, Ty takes Gata aside out in the hallway, and basically rips him a new one. Uh, mm-hmm. Which is which is great, and Gata's still just being such a little weenie about the whole thing. That's another scene that I, I'm seeing here in the the transcript that I don't remember seeing. Huh? Oh. Interesting. Yeah. So huh. I, I might have to double check this, but this, I mean, it's just uh, I've been watching from my my um, purchase history in, in Apple TV because I I bought the oh, seasons a long time ago. Uh, but yeah, I, don't, I watched it on Peacock today. And I don't, I don't remember what, I don't remember it well enough to say a hundred percent. It was definitely in the Peacock version, but that doesn't, that also doesn't mean it, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. So that's true. It that's might true. Be worth I can that. say for sure it is in the version that I acquired and put on my Plex server. <laughs> it fell off the back of a truck. No, yes. no, I, acqui- I actually acquired it legally. I believe mm-hmm. No, I, I did. In I did. some I, countries. I, I, I did. I bought it on iTunes, and then I ripped the DRM out, and then I put it on my Plex server. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So I, I paid for it. It's fine. Um, but yeah. But of course, you know, the president's stopped returning Lee's phone calls, and that's, you know, it, it hurts. He's, he's very sad about it. Very broken Everybody up. hurts. She doesn't have caller ID. Like... She, who you know? I, I get the feeling she stops returning everyone's phone calls, not yeah, just Lee's. Like, so she, like, because there's even a scene I, I feel like where she's in her whatever her quarters, and the phone's ringing, and she's just like, nah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think it's the admiral that's trying to, yeah. to reach her. Yeah. at some point, like she's yeah. she's really she's kind of just given up. She she goes from like fully given up to like jogging around the, the corridors. And like being very kind of flippant and dismissive, and eventually the the admiral kind of confronts her, but he's like, "We need you," and she's like, "No, I'm done. I'm very tired." And you know what? The like, what what role do I have left to play? You know, president. I was, I was a dying yeah. leader, leading the people to the, you know, the the promised home, and like, it's all bullshit. 
I just want to rest. She stopped taking mm-hmm. her medicine. In fact, she throws it away, which I think was wildly irresponsible. Uh, not even for the perspective of like you should be taking that, but like I, I don't imagine there's a lot of chemotherapy yeah, left. Right. Uh, and so if you're not going to take it, there's probably someone who yeah, would be someone willing else to give could it a try. use that. Uh, but I- she is incredible in that scene though watching her mm-hmm. like slowly when she her like her face where she's like it's almost like she's trying to pretend like she doesn't see herself doing it like whoops whoops it's just it's very she's I mean, she's yeah. outstanding in this episode all the way through but that scene is really great i do yeah. love i mean it's it's sad to watch her that way but it is but i do love the way well adama confronts her as she's jogging around uh galactica and he's like you look good. And she's like, thank you. And he's like, you're not supposed to look good. You're supposed to be in sick bay with a tube in your arm. <laughs> and she's just like, you know what? I'll, I'll get to it. It's fine. I just, I'm a little tired. I need some time, which I, I do think is fair. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think she's, she's taking good care of herself, but I also think mm-hmm. that for the first time, possibly, you know, with the exception of new Caprica, when she lets her guard down for a, a hot second, I think this, you know, one of the first times that we see her just, taking time for herself yeah mm-hmm. um did you caleb in this uh in, in the version you saw did you get to see the scene of adama ripping figurski a new one no <laughs> oh, oh this was such a good one Shit, it comes yeah. it comes right before um he confronts Roslyn in the uh in jogging around the galactica Okay, so he's walking around the corridors picking up trash, and you can see that he's getting frustrated. And I remember him confronting someone about that. Is that what what so, happens? Okay, so what happens is Adama's in his quarters, and he gets a he gets a, a call on the horn, uh, as they like to call it. <laughs> and, and they should get a phone. I know all these horns. Well, you know, it's, it's space. What are they going to do? You can't run telephone wires in space. Yeah, Andrew, That's you got to use horns. <laughs> um, Everyone, everyone knows that. That's how, that's how NASA communicates with the astronauts through the I horn. No. Um, so, uh, so he, he gets so the horn rings and he picks it up, uh, and and someone on the other end tells him, I guess, that there's ten vipers down, and he's like, "That's that's ridiculous." Ah. Um, and he, whoever he's talking to says, "Like, like you tell Figursky." I'll be there in 10 minutes. Or, or what's he say? I'll, he, you tell Figursky to meet me on the hangar deck in 10 minutes. I'll be there in nine. <laughs> and he goes down there and he's basically like, this is unacceptable. There are 10 birds down. We cannot have this. What the fuck are you doing? Like, get your shit together, Figursky. Um, and Figursky's like, what do you want me to do? My men are, call- are are sick and blah, blah, blah. He's like, they're not sick. They're calling in sick. It's the same crap you used to pull when Chief was running the show. And like, you know, get your shit together. Get these birds in the air. Like, he's not having it. No. He is not having it. Uh, I did see the scene of him getting the phone call. And I, like, you don't hear the other side of the conversation. And you just hear him say, like, that's unacceptable or whatever. And yeah. Then he, he goes on. Uh, but yeah, that whole sequence is is not there. But you can see like attention building in him yeah. throughout the whole episode. So I can absolutely Well, he takes all that tension out on Figursky in that scene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well fucking I mean, it kinda sounds like it was somewhat deserved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean maybe ten fracking birds down. But, but it sounds like somewhat at least. Yeah. Um so there's some real big goings on that that do happen that that kind of start to to pop off in this episode. But I just want to kind of put a little cap on the uh, the the Tyrell and hot dog story. Okay, uh, yeah. 
Because as, as Tiro kind of storms out of the, the sick bay the, the first time after finding out that he's not the father, he's like, take care of him. And it kind of sounds like he's saying, like, you know, have a nice life, kid. But mm-hmm. I think what he actually means is please, you know, he's still renal failure, still pissing blood, please take care of the child. Yeah. Uh, but then he goes and gets drunk, and then he finds Hot Dog and beats the shit out of him. <laughs> and then he takes him to sick bay. shows <laughs> <laughs> like okay here's what you're gonna do yeah, here's your daddy 101 <laughs> your child is sick your child's scene. in the hospital you sit here you don't leave his side for anything until someone comes to relieve you and he's like uh like how how long do i wait here he's like till i come back <laughs> Which will be after I'm sober. <laughs> yeah. Good choice, Chief. I love, again, it's another sitcom thing. Like, these two are going to co-parent this yeah. child together, and I love it. It's I do, like my two dads now. I do kind of love that it, it first it went from Chief being like, fuck this, I'm out, to, mm-hmm. like, after he thinks about it for a minute, he's like, all right, hot dog, you and me, we got this together, bud. <laughs> and it's just like, it's so sweet. I mean, part of me does feel like Chief's just preparing Hot Dog to be able to raise the kid so he can fuck off because he's like, not my problem. Uh, But Hmm. also, part of me, like, sees how Chief still looks at little Nicky and how much love he has in his heart for him. That it is hard to believe that, you know, he would just be like, "Mm, not a silent, not my problem. Yeah, not my Cylon. No, no. Who put the Cylon here? Who put the um, Cylon? Uh, Six, five, three, four. Yeah, fuck point, you. Point of, point of order. Point of order. Uh, Nikki, not away. a Cylon. Half Cylon. No. Well, oh. not anymore. Not no. anymore. Well, n- not ever, yeah. actually. Not ever was half a Cylon, as it turns out. That's right. Right. Duh, that's what this whole thing is about. But it's very, like... It's just a very, no way. that moment is very Tyrell when he's like, Hot Dog says, like, I don't know anything about being a father or something. And Tyrell's like, oh, it sucks. Yes. <laughs> Except for the parts that don't. Which is just, I love that. It is the best, best honest reaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so this episode's been building to this, but... Gata decides to come in and stir up a little shit in the uh, in the, the pilot's mess hall, and of course he sits down with Starbuck, who has no love for him whatsoever, and it's, she looks it's mutual. Rough. She's she's I mean, going through it. She is going through it, and Gata comes to stir shit up, and she's just like, "Are we really doing this right now? Because I'm not interested in you <laughs> mm-hmm. one bit." And Gata's like, "I seem to remember, uh, you know." You uh, you almost had me killed or something like that. She's like, you still crying about that? <laughs> now, this is an interesting thing that I don't think we talked about, really. Okay. Um, Gata brings up this point that the 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 you know committee or tribunal or whatever to investigate the collaborators <laughs> had uh, three Cylons on it. And one person who was formerly married to one. Yeah. And and I I remember saying to you, Caleb, kind of off podcast, because, you know, I couldn't say this in front of Andrew at the time, but it was like, you know, this this whole, like, collaborator arc uh, hits way different now that I know that yeah. three of these people are fucking Cylons. It's yeah. very funny. And it's, it's it, 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 like, huh. it's kind of weird to look back and be like, they were the ones, like, you know, murdering people for... 
you know, collaborating with the Cylons when they themselves are Cylons. And uh, I don't know. It's just, it's just interesting how that happened. It's the same mm-hmm. as the energy knowing that they're Cylons, but leading the resistance, both on Caprica and New Caprica. You know, like, it, I think it, it, this scene, actually, yeah. uh, Gata tries to take a shot at, you know, and, and what was your boyfriend doing you know, back like on Caprica? What he was, doing. was he murdering people? Well, uh, we yeah, don't know he what was, he was doing before he met Starbuck, which is what Gate uh, Gata's point was. I can't yeah. say his name today. But I, I mean, think she, we have no also, reason to assume, right, that he Anders came down knew out of the mountains with Cylon. Yeah, he came down out of the mountains with the whole team, and yeah. like as far as the everything the story has given us, he one hundred percent didn't know. Yeah, oh, and I, which I believe one hundred percent. Like I, yeah, I don't. I I have no doubt in my mind that. That Anders had no yeah, idea and was not still, yeah. was not involved in the attacks on Caprica. Somehow Andrea knew before Anders did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shit. Uh, at that point, I don't even think the writers knew. Every time I talk to someone who's listened to the show about that, it's like <sighs> I have no idea how she did it, and it was just immediate and it the was fucking completely moment, genuine. The fucking moment he popped on screen—that's a Cylon. <laughs> I'm a good judge of character. What can I say? No. <laughs> it's kind of like lost with the others. Like you just get a feel for this stuff, you know. And uh, of course, uh, Gata all like tries to to swoop in for the the the, the bit of pity when you know he, he starts to mention his leg, and she's like, 50 billion billion people are dead. I'm supposed to give a frack about your leg." <laughs> Which, again, given the circumstances, how he got shot, uh, you know, not entirely unreasonable that he's salty about it, but also he was being a shit. He was being a mm-hmm. shit. I do love though that uh, she calls out like, "Oh, is this how you get your kicks now?" Or sorry, half yeah. kicks. Oh. Which half kicks? What the fuck is that? It would have been so much no, funnier the- to me if she had said, "I'm sorry, kick, kick." Yeah. <laughs> and then it's a callback to. Eyes. Yeah. Eyes. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I was half kicks means nothing. It means it, that's nothing, Starbuck. Fine. Gata, of course, is like, one day soon, there's gonna be a reckoning, Kara. And once again, people are gonna have to answer for what they've done. So She's over like, the top. Is that a threat? You're God's damn right, that's a threat. <laughs> She's like, well, you know where to find me, Felix. <laughs> and Man, I love- she does not <sighs> give a shit. How much this scene kind of mirrors the scene between Zarek and yeah. Adama, which I didn't yeah, think about when I was does. watching it, oh, but yeah. and it's very similar vibes. And you know, huh. both ends with someone like, you know where to find me. <laughs> and, well, and then I like too when she she leaves and then he uh he kind of turns to the room <sighs> and is like, close the door, let's talk. Because mm-hmm. you know, he's got an audience now at this point. Mm-hmm. And it seems like he's gonna start sewing some insurrection, maybe. It definitely feels like it. I'm sure that won't come back to bite anyone in the ass later. No, no, it's fine. And you know what? The the quorum is totally chill and 100% on board with the whole Cylon thing. They're fine. Oh, wait, no. Uh, Zarek <laughs> raises a motion. That's the, uh, oh, God. Oh, it's, once again, feels feels too real for the last year and a half. Uh, but raises a motion that the... The only way that Cylon should be allowed on any ship in the fleet is with the explicit permission of the, the people of that ship. Uh, Some ship's rights bullshit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Also, I and love I love how he gives this, like, whole long speech, and Lee is like, point of order, you need to you need to make a motion, not give a speech or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh my god, it's so good. Yeah, but uh, it's eleven to one uh, vote in favor of ships' rights. Yeah, ships' rights. Lee Lee being the only one against it. And uh, we even have a, a brief moment of moment of uh, ship secession. <gasps> and uh, Kitsy, this is this is your time. This is my time. <laughs> this is my time. So y'all remember the Tilium ship? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The one, the one where the, they had the strike, and, and Chief Tyrrell went in and, and shut everything down, and and became the union rep, and you know the good old days. Yeah, <laughs> back when our problems weren't so existential. Um, <laughs> well, that ship is called the Hite Khan, which we learn in this episode. Fucking finally, <laughs> fucking finally, and that is the that is. Uh, I keep saying it's my favorite ship, but it's my favorite name of a ship. Really, mm-hmm. the ship is kind of eh, whatever. It, I mean, sure, it makes the Tilium, and that's what makes all the ships go. I guess that's kind of important. But like, I just think Hite Khan's a cool name. Yeah, I haven't Googled to see if they what it means or anything, but it's fun to say. It is fun to say. Uh, and yeah, the the Hite Khan is like fuck this, we're out of here, mm-hmm. and uh, and they peace out with all the Tilium. Yes, <laughs> and that ain't good. Mm-mm. And uh, of course, uh, Adama's not playing around, and he knows that uh, Zarek knows exactly <laughs> where mm-hmm. that ship went. He knows because as uh, Hite Khan's like getting ready to jump, they intercept a transmission between Hite Khan and Colonial One, mm-hmm. where Zarek says, "Like you know, every ship's captain has the right to defend themselves against, you know, this tyrannical bullshit and blah, 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 stand your ground. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's very, it's very Republican. And, uh, (laughs) it's, uh, yeah, they they just kind of, uh, you know, he's just like, you know, do what you got to do. Uh, start the revolution, whatever, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And the ship jumps away. And so, uh, Adama's like, fuck this. And has Zarek, uh, arrested. And uh, pulls a brilliant maneuver where he gets a very fat uh, manila file folder uh, labeled like confidential and top secret and Tom, Tom Zarek. Zarek's dirty laundry. Uh, and he goes to the, the, the cell and is basically like, look, I, you know, I don't think that your image of being the freedom fighter and the man of principle and everything will, would really particularly stand up to, uh, you know, all of this. You know, this evidence about you know, murder and extortion and, you know, the buying and selling of the vice presidency, all this stuff. You know, if, if that were to, to go out, I don't think, you know, I'm not sure people would, would really, you know, get behind the, the Tom Zarek cause anymore. And Zarek tries to, to bluff it at first, but he realizes, like, the Admiral's right. Like, yeah, he knows he's done this, this shit and he knows that he has no legs to stand on. But- unlike Akeda, who is at least one. But, <laughs> but what's great about it is Adama doesn't know this shit. He is bluffing. <laughs> he does not have any proof. So good. He, he, on the way out of the cell, he hands the folder to Ty. He's like, have Mr. Hoshi file this. And Ty looks and he's like, laundry reports. <laughs> His delivery. Again, it's the sitcom. Yeah. I didn't catch, or, I, or it's not that I didn't catch, it's that I didn't whatever but on the second watch through he literally calls it your dirty laundry yeah <laughs> it's yeah. so funny <laughs> like like adam is doing bits for only himself yeah, exactly <laughs> so good he's so stone-faced too like to, uh-huh. to do that with I mean, like one of the greatest puns used in this show and not oh, yeah. even smirk 
Mm-mm. I mean, that was a baller He's move, though. Like, yeah. like that could have blown up in his face, and it didn't. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Zarek gives him the coordinates of the Hite Khan. Yep, and, they, and send, uh, they send a team to go get it and bring it back. And back they back they come, um, and it's that that like I never even thought about that entry, but this is very much the Simcom episode because it the, really the scene, is. Uh, the, the the so the the Figursky scene was next. I saw in the transcript, but immediately after that is where uh, Adama actually runs into the president in the hallway, and you know he this is where he says you know, you know you're looking good and Kyle says you're experiencing euphoria as the you know body recovers from the treatments and she makes a doctor patient confidentiality uh, uh, reference because apparently everything needs a callback in this episode <laughs> oh and, yeah I didn't I didn't even catch that that's good yep and she says well the president's health is a security issue and he says uh, or sorry, he says that to her, and she says, "My resignation will be on your desk in the hour." He's <laughs> <It's> like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> and then you're gonna make Tom Zarek the president? I think the fuck mm-hmm. not. Nope. She's like, "Well, then the status quo will have to do." And this is where, like, he tries to do the whole, like, you know, we need you, and she's like, "Take your hands off me. I've played my role in this farce." And you know, it's it's a very powerful scene, but yeah, the, the, those quirky sitcom moments. Uh, and uh, we, we do get back to, to Gaius with his, with his people. He goes out and he delivers his his uh, his sermon on the on, not mount sermon on the deck, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. But this time around, he like he lets some of his his anger at God show. Where it's a whole lot of like, what have any of us done to deserve this? Like, you know, do you, do you really deserve? Uh, punishment and damnation and you know <laughs> are love- you are you disobedient children and people are like, no no we're adults <laughs> well i love that he says that and then he like he's like well i mean you're literally a children or you're literally a child. <laughs> you're there are children here but the rest of you <laughs> again <laughs> again sitcom another moment. silly joke yeah. oh there's so much of this so who much. wrote this episode uh-huh. yeah that's a good question I'm not allowed to look. I'd love nope. to, but what can you do? Oh, it's it's during the the scene where the the Hitekan, uh has the mutiny and they they um, jump away. That Gaeta is like on like on the CIC, kind of like t- speaking out against against uh, the admiral's orders and you know disrespecting him. And it's like, oh, Gaeta, you you got it. You got read the room, bro, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that. Like. You know, like, and you get to decide this? Yes, Mr. Gata. I get to decide. <laughs> Fuck you, Gata. So I'm just trying to see where we are because we've talked about a lot of this stuff. I think um, the only thing left is the meeting between Gata and Zarek and then the meeting yes. between Adama and Rosalind at the end. Yes. Um, I don't think <laughs> I got the... Yeah, that's uh, what I call it, too. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, I know, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so uh, Gaeta apparently just gets to wander in and out of anyone's uh, cell whenever he wants. You know, like, you know, they didn't put a stop to that when he was, it, like, when he fucking tried to murder tried Baltar. To kill. Yeah. Right, that's right. I forgot about that. Although the, the way the, the guard kind of looked on knowingly as he and Zarek had this conversation, it does kind of look like the guard was in on Gaeta's scheme, so that might have helped him get in there. That was definitely implied, and uh, you know, Gata is basically saying like, "Yo, we need real leadership," and I think that could be you. And Zarek's like, "It could be, 
but I need a partner. <laughs> and and he's even says something effective like, you know, this is there's gonna be a cost to this. A lot of people are gonna die and blah blah blah. Yeah. And he's like, Are you up for that? And Kate is like, Hell yeah, I am. Yeah. Which, oh my God, he's just so casual and slimy mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. ugh. Geta has just become the worst. Yep. The, the worst. <laughs> um Andrea, can you edit the the gif of that into the podcast? Yes. Oh yeah, absolutely. We, cool. Okay, great. We, it, we need those visuals. It'll go it'll go right uh-huh. here. <laughs> Didn't you guys love that? Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> Listeners, wasn't that good? That's what we we need for the uh, the Night Shift Radio Giphy collection is us just doing the the world. Uh, that's a great idea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Damn I, it. I have them sometimes. Oh. <laughs> what do you want, Penelope? Oh, she, wants, she wants to play. She wants um, she wants to play. It's time to end the podcast. Yeah. So let's <laughs> let's do that. So Kitsy, you had mentioned there was a, a meeting. Yeah. There's uh, a there's a meeting between Rosalind and, and Adama. Mm-hmm. And they're naked in bed. And, and it's a very lovely that's not, moment. That's how meetings go, right? That's I mean, so, that's how I always meet with the president. Yeah. Yeah. Someone calls him uh, on the phone. And the horn lets him, uh, yeah. Somebody yeah. gets him on the horn, says they found the Tilium ship. And <laughs> he's like, Do you care? Neither do I. Good night. <laughs> it's just adorable. They just she she takes yeah. the phone from him, hangs it up, and they just cuddle. And it's, it's very it's, sweet. It is very sweet. And I, I think I said this recently, but after so many episodes of building up to like power trip in Roslyn. It is really good to see vulnerable human Yeah, Rosalind. Yeah, absolutely. So we get the Tillium ship back. That means the uh the, the fleet can have fuel, but will any of the uh the, the ships of the fleet accept the, the silent jump technology? Will we have a situation where you know some of the ships can jump faster and farther than others? And so are, like, And they say are peace they gonna, out. Yeah, are they gonna <laughs> yeah, get left right. behind? You know, like will the you know oh. will the uh, what's the this? Cylons be accepted into the fleet? Oh, uh, Caleb, sorry. Um, we speaking of the horn, we're getting an incoming transmission from uh, from someone asking to speak to SC One Actual. Oh, yeah, Andrea, can you patch that in to Caleb via Slack? Yep, incoming. What is this? <laughs> Jeez, that sounded loud. We killed Caleb. We killed Caleb. We didn't even play it yet. Caleb, come back. I think we actually killed him. (laughs) You didn't even play it yet. It's playing right now. Hello, Caleb. Happy birthday from the Admiral. Standing right now in Germany, right in the center of Munich. Saying to you, happy birthday to you. Wishing you the best birthday ever. And remember, I dedicate Galactica jumping into New Caprica's atmosphere. I dedicate that to you. You deserve it. This comes with love from Andrea, Kitsy, and Fight. All of us wishing you the happiest birthday ever. So say we all. So say we all. Caleb, so say we all. Happy birthday. Oh my god. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> Listeners will catch you up in a moment. This is the one time I wish we were actually recording video of this podcast. <laughs> oh, we did the thing! <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, y'all. <laughs> that actually really hurt, though. <laughs> oh, no! It's more than... Oh, holy my shit. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, we didn't mention that while you're listening to this episode, today is Caleb's birthday. So everybody well, well, get on Twitter. Well, hold on. We don't know when people are listening to this episode. The day it comes out is Caleb's birthday. Fair, fair. But of course, you all um, listen to it the day it comes out and not a moment later. So right. Yeah, that's why I figured. So, so hey, happy so birthday, wonderful. Caleb. Thank you. Happy birthday, Caleb. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'll absolutely. I'll edit the audio in so our listeners can can hear it too. So, wait. Can you can you edit it so that at the end when we all say "so say we all," then he says it last? Oh my god! Yes, yes. absolutely. <laughs> That's oh. great. So, I mean, there, there's nothing I can say more than uh, what the admiral has said. So we uh, we know that uh, you know. Some problems are, are coming. There's a there's a storm a coming on the Galactica, mm-hmm. and we got to get ready for it. So we're gonna spin up our FTL drives and jump to the the next safe spot, and we'll see you there next week. So say we all. So say we all. So say we all. So say we all. Begin jump prep. We're leaving. We'll be back. Start your prep. Set Condition 1 is a Night Shift Radio production. Visit nightshiftradio.com for more information.